And it's that time again on a Friday when AM Live presents another update from the coalface with Martin Kremer, publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. Good morning. Morning, Sakina. I thought you were going somewhere and all uh, suited and tied. And, uh, and then you tell me it's because it's cold. I've got to keep warm. Keep my throat warm. <laughs> I didn't know that. But whatever you need to do. Now, joint action is underway to arrest the devastating decline of the South African mining industry. We've been talking about this for quite some time. Everybody's concerned, Martin. This was outlaid in some detail yesterday at the South African Institute of Mining and Metallurgy, and it was spelt out by the Pakisa strategist, Edwin Richkin, just how we're going to go about rebuilding this mining industry, which has been devastated. Now, 120 people sat in the background from a multitude of departments, from a multitude of uh, mining companies, from labor unions, from NGOs, and they've hammered out a new engine for the South African mining industry. And what they want to do is put mining in the center of a big supply chain so that all parts of that supply chain can be feeding off mining and that we can have that linkage that is so important for our industrialization. And they are expanding industrialization beyond manufacture and pushing it right down into rural areas to include agriculture, which they say is a highly technical business that we can uplift with mining because mining needs to be uplifted technologically. They lamented, you know, this huge loss which came about when the Chamber of Mines Research Organization was handed over to government, handed over to the CSR, and then very badly funded. They want to build from the foundation that has been laid because a lot of the superstructures have been smashed down. We saw, you know, companies go to London to list. They've been misled by a lot of what they called 20-something-year-old fund managers who have pulled them by the nose. We've seen some very bad investments. We've seen, you know, leveraging off their balance sheets, putting up debt like would never have been tolerated in the past. And they're saying, come on, let's get back here. Make sure we get mining as the centerpiece of a broad supply chain and get all those linkages going. They've also, as we said before, at uh, CSR down here, they're going to allow local manufacturers to come in to research and develop their equipment and to uplift the whole technological base of mining so that we can start again. Misled by 20-something-year-old fund managers. I'm still going to try and wrap my head around that. But let's move on. Um, and, and, and this news, you know, it's been making us <clears throat> smile for some time. Great news again for Platinum because that fuel cell development is bursting out all over the country at this point. And it shows you the B word. You don't have to force it on mining companies if there's a business case. And that is a point raised yesterday at the South African Institute of Mining and Metallurgy. You know, make sure that when you beneficiate, there's a business case. And they made the point of fuel cells. Look how people have gone into those. You haven't had to pull Impala Platinum along and say, you will do this. They've done it themselves. You haven't had to pull Anglo-American Platinum and say, do this. They have invested in it. And you can see now we are having the situation where Impala is even considering that the utility vehicles that go underground at Shaft 14 in Rustenburg could now be fuel cell cell powered because they've got that experience and the skills that they built up in springs. We saw them put uh, the the fuel cells behind forklift tracks and the the drivers, everybody was fascinated by this. They didn't have the battery weight for the recharging. They were so silent. They worked so well. Now they're saying, you know, take it a step further. 
at the same time, we know that there is an underpin from government. We see the University of Western Cape hosting Hydrogen South Africa, which this week clinched a deal with the Dutch to make sure that they can make parts, that we can make parts for this fuel cell in South Africa. And those components can be fed in to this big Dutch company, which is making these uh, uh, fuel cells, They're what they call the PEM fuel cells. And why fuel cells? Because it dem- pulls the demand for platinum. Platinum demand goes up. And we can see that out at Springs Impala Platinum are showing you how you can use hydrogen with fuel cells to produce your own electricity plus you can use natural gas they're showing you everything that is available and and at the same time the deputy um, minerals minister godfrey oliphant is saying let's expedite this Mm. Speaking of natural gas, uh, Sassel is investing 20 billion rand in neighboring Mozambique to try and find more natural gas They've begun drilling 12 more wells the start of 12 more wells in Mozambique at, uh, they've approved a budget of 20 billion rand. But of course, this comes against the background of having already spent a lot of money there. They've done pretty well at the Pandi and the Tamani. This is an expansion at Tamandi, all onshore, nothing offshore. Wanting to get more gas down, also to help the Mozambique economy, signed an agreement with the government there where they will also build power stations. But they're saying to South Africa, look, we, we're using it already for fuel and chemicals. Let's also do more with the Mozambique gas to generate power in South Africa. Mm. Question from Salvin for next week. Uh, Salvin says, could you ask Martin why mining companies are outsourcing intelligent mining to the Aussies because there's plenty of talent in South Africa? So maybe we'll get an answer to that next week. Thank you, Sakina. Thank you so much. Uh, Martin Kremer, Publishing Editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. And he'll be back with another edition of At the Coalface, same time next Friday.